Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. friends, welcome to a bonus ode, and hopefully I came up with a very clever intro to, to tell you uh, what this is going to be about. Hopefully they weren't frightened off by the, the screeching wails of, of Senior Big T-Rex himself. <laughs> so, welcome to uh, Danny and the Wookiee talking about some stuff, just reviews summer of guests. some stuff. Yeah, Summer of Guests. Summer of Guests, part but, uh, Bonus ode, which uh, might actually be the next episode, or it might be after the one we just recorded. Or before or after, I don't, I don't, I don't know how time travel Remember, works. Remember, it's timey-wimey, yeah, time travel, yeah, it's crazy. All I know is this is us from the past, which at some point will be listened to you by you in the future. Not by Danny, though, he doesn't listen to his own voice. No, I can't. He doesn't. It's horrible. It's not. I'll put, put these people to pain right now. I would not have Their you. Their e-holes are just, just suffering. I would not have you on the podcast I, if I I wish I had more like uh, a Billy D voice. You know, talk like oh. this. You belong with us among the stars. Be cooler than the other side of the pillow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, neither one of us have that voice. No, no we neither. don't. None I don't, of us are that cool. I don't like the way my voice sounds either, but uh, apparently other people don't mind it. No, they yeah. love it. There you go. Yeah. Like, I love it so much. Well, I love it's it. like honey poured in your ears. You got to do Billy Whip. It's like honey poured into your ears. It's like honey poured into your ears. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was good. Well, you also like the British lady. Actually, I find him quite nice. Oh, Lovely. How soothing. Yeah. I need a like, glass of milk It's like, now. like Lady C-3PO. I am fluent in 400 million forms of communication. Or just C-3PO. His voice is like I am three. Yeah. Beep, boop, so here's the deal. We're talking about three things, and we're just going to throw it out there. We're not attempting to spoil any of these things. But we're going to fucking spoil the things. We're just going to throw out a general spoiler disclaimer. If you don't want to spoil the new season of Westworld, if you don't want to spoil season two of Luke Cage, or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah! Or that will probably be, like, the least spoilery of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, probably, because I just yeah. liked it. I don't know. Go watch it. Yeah. It's so good. Or watch all of them. Without, fr- without further ado, here we go! Danny's got water and a bowl cup coming on down. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm commentating like it's a right. race. And the bowl cup coming around the corner, right behind, she's all behind, and up a tar flag. That's one of the horses racing in the race, tar flag. Yeah. Okay. Right. They're taking back Snowflake, Danny. They're taking They're back taking Snowflake. Taking it back. Ooh. All right, so let's so, start so, off. That's where we're on black exploitation right you now. You want to start there? You wanna, yeah, let's do Luke you Cage. Start? Yeah, let's start with Luke Cage. Well, I was going to start with Fallen Kingdom, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Luke Cage. Season bow, two. Bow, 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 brown chicken, brown cow. Luke Cage season two. Yeah. Fantastic. Really good. I fucking loved it. Now, I love the first season more overall. Okay. Overall, everything. I had really no problem with season one. I'm a big fan. Like you, like I'm notoriously said, Coco notoriously said. Coco, Coco notorious. It made me feel like a proud black man. Yes, you did. Yeah. You said that about this season one. one. Not so much, but still loved it. You didn't feel like a proud black man. I didn't feel like a proud. Season? No, this one was too dark. It reminded you I, that you're not a black man. It reminded <laughs> me that I might need to go to church. That's what I was Take me to church. church. Ooh, sweet Jesus, I need to. Sweet all, Christmas. Sweet Christmas. I need us all some Mossins. Yeah. It was, it was a, I actually think it was better than the first season. Story-wise, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so it was a great story. So it's better. <laughs> eh, overall, that's, that's some problems with this one. Uh, for me, the beginning was a little bit slow burn. Maybe just because getting on back, get on back on that bike. Okay. Had some struggles. Uh, the first couple of episodes, every time Mariah got on screen, the only thing I would think about is, damn, I miss Cottonmouth. He was so captivating on screen. Like, anytime Cottonmouth was on, they really did 
fuck up by killing him so early. But, but that's why they gave you Blood Clot. Blood Clot. Oh, master. I'm the king of Harlem. I, uh, take what, I take what is mine. I'm here for my birthright. Uh, yeah, you don't why, mess with wheat. That's why they gave you Bushmaster. <laughs> yes, not just a rum. Blood clap. We I brethren. Want, Me and you, Daddy, we, we, we brethren. Yeah. Oh, man. Bushmaster. Bushmaster was fucking fantastic. Amazing. They and really I, had, like, Yeah, they made season two villain. better by having just a really great villain who was complicated and had reasons. And, and had uh, reasons. Yeah, lots of reasons. Which All the reasons. also makes him more like an anti-hero because you kind of can sympathize, not necessarily with the tactics of beheading and, like, Killing people the way he did, but he had reasons to take what is mine. Well, the the villain of season two of Luke Cage is the forces of crime who would run Harlem. You know what I mean? Literally, it's. I, uh, I, I guess if we're gonna see it from everybody's perspective, you yeah. are correct because that's our own essential goal is is to keep Harlem safe. Whether which means they they do it is is not agreed upon universally. What what they did a great job of was giving all of the characters their moments to shine. Their moments, you know? their 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 character development that they needed to have to have the proper motivations right. to, to do the things that they do. And especially the go the routes that they did. So again, Mariah, when she's when she's Mariah Dillard or Dylan or whatever. Stokes. Mariah Stokes. <laughs> when she's the politician nice. <laughs> when she's the politician, she's she's just not entertaining to me. She's not captivating. I don't want to fucking pay no mind. Okay. But when she has the scenes with Luke Cage and Misty, where she can be that gangster, uh, I, I was gonna say pimp, but it's madam, right? Right. When she's when she's kind of in her madam mode of her of her legacy of mama 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 madam, mama, mama Mabel. Stokes, mama, mama Mabel, mama Mabel, mama Mabel. Yeah. She when she gets kind of hood, like then she kind of like fills the screen. She holds the attention. But when she's politician, Mariah, I. Cared no less. But that's what Cottonmouth, Cottonmouth was fucking, he just, every word he came out, you're just like, oh, fuck. This guy's I, I think, vicious. like, I agree. Cottonmouth was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it really was so shocking when things went down in season one the way that they did. Yes. But I think that actually, like, adds value mm-hmm. to season one because, like, you're like, what the? Like, yeah. wow. Like, you don't see that coming. And I think I think uh, Mariah the, is actually a great villain because you hate her, mm-hmm. and even and then they find she moments could, to be semi sympathetic, and you're like, man, maybe I no, no they I hate, hate her. her. And, like, at any time you you're feeling for her as a character, they do a character turn on her that just makes you fucking just regret it. Right? Yeah. Then and she acts her pants off. She acts her, especially in the one scene. In the episode where they're hiding out from the Jamaicans <laughs> at the Rancorp, and she hasn't seen with her, her, her estranged daughter, and she tells her the truth about her being a, a, a daughter of incest and rape, like, that moment is just breathtaking and just captivating. You just, you just, there's no stillness in the air while watching that episode, and they both, her daughter, Tilda, I don't know what her name, does she go by Della? Yeah. Yeah. So her daughter, we're going to do so much Jamaican. I guess we were forewarning, there's going to be so many racist Jamaican accents. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some really interesting stuff, like, behind the scenes, the um, actor who actually plays Cockroach, mm-hmm. who is Dorian Missick, yeah. the husband of Simone Missick. Oh, really? Yeah, that's so just... literally in those scenes where Misty Knight is interacting with Cockroach, yeah. that's her That's her boo. They're, they're, oh. Yeah, and that's, that's... that's her boo, which is and really... And he sucked. Yeah, cockroach was a son of a bitch. Yeah, but uh, but it, it, I mean, but you really like if you ever on you're like, man, I hate that's just some good acting. That what he that's was great. Story. He chewed up that scene. Yeah, and he Mike Coulter, man, if, if I if I liked the men's, he would be a man. He would be the like. cup of coffee. He yeah, would be your cup of a dark oh, cup of coffee. And I love how that's just the running joke in the season. Yeah. Just, Everybody's, oh, yeah. just, everybody's so just trying to get that cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Italians, you want some espresso? espresso? Yeah, it was you good. You just haven't had espresso the way I make and espresso. And then, like, I was Shades, like, Theo Rossi of Shades really, like, got got some great moments, and they did some really good stuff with him and Comanche. And I don't know the name of the actor. I don't know Comanche. either, but... Yeah, but they... they that really, relationship was... 
And Alfred Woodard, Mariah, Mariah Stokes. Because I don't want to push past her. Stokes. Stokes. Her name's Mariah Stokes. Stokes. You're yeah. a slip-up. Oh, I, I want to call her Mariah Dillard. Yeah. yeah Stokes. Stokes. Mariah Stokes. Mariah Stokes. And, like, you would think that gag would get old, but no. No, no it doesn't. No. Maybe for you. Not yeah. for these guys. Not at all. Not for it these was guys. so good. For me, the season started off as a slow burn because it was kind of coming off the hills of the Defenders and Luke Cage Season 1. Right. So for me, it was kind of too self-aware and just a little too campy before it started getting into the nitty-gritty. Uh, I mean, I, I told you the only time I really thought I was self-aware is literally in that moment where he's like, it's my show. Yeah. And like, oh, oh, did, yeah. did we just go meta? Yeah. Is, is he looking at me? Yeah, he's looking at the cameras. Does, does Luke Cage see me? I am. Ah, 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 he's so pretty. <laughs> you want coffee, though, Luke Cage? But, uh, I mean, they did some really good stuff. They, uh, Rosario Dawson, she's in Woo! it, she's in it for a moment, beautiful, beautiful, sweet Claire. Rosario Dawson, Woo! Claire Temple, Claire um, but then, you know, I think they realized that having just a pure love story would drag down, like, the tempo of the season. It would, it would anchor his character progression, especially where they wanted it at the end, where essentially he becomes the new kingpin, which, dude, kingpin war? I didn't go realize we are going straight spoilers. Fuck you, I said spoilers. No, that's a big spoiler. That's a though. big spoiler, but the that's... way it ends. But like I told you, I thought I felt like the entire sh- this season mm-hmm. literally was like I was watching this beautiful surgery because Luke Cage after the first season he was a little wounded. People were like, I don't know, mm-hmm. and I literally watched these surgeons come in and with finesse and grace like fix everything that was wrong with the first season in this wonderful way. Over 12 episodes. And then the 13th episode, I watched them close everything up. Because yeah. they were done. They were like, done. You got to stitch the, it up. They did the penultimate episode. And then, like, you're so excited because you know more about Luke Cage than me. So you're like, I know where this can go. Like, literally Just telling me that Mariah yeah. Stokes' daughter, Tilda, is Nightshade. I didn't even know that was a character that until you said something. And That's they, why she had the poofs. Yeah, she had the poofs at the and end. And then, you know, you know in Luke Cage and some of his storylines, mm-hmm. he has to deal with, like, being in charge of, like, the crime of yeah. Harlem. Or just keeping Harlem safe. Yeah, keeping and, Harlem and, safe. And that's the, the, the main theme through this whole se- season is keeping Harlem safe. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I know, I know, like, Luke Cage and some of the comics I've read, what I know of him is yeah. from him, like, as a side yeah. character. Like, just a little bit of no, side No, but he eye. becomes, like, main kingpin. Right. Like, of New York. Not just yeah. Harlem. I, I, and I don't know these and, things. In the but comics, but... But yeah, it'd be interesting to see him kind of in a power struggle. With Matt see, Murdock not liking it? No, with Kingpin not liking it. And then have the Defenders essentially kind of choosing sides almost. I think I actually heard that they're not doing a second Defenders. That's good. Like, that was like a one. I, I actually I liked the it. Defenders. I liked it. It was good. I mean, and, it was good. I mean, there's a big thing that happens in Defenders that if you didn't know it, you're like, what's going well, on with Misty? Yeah. <laughs> Why is Misty clapping with one hand? Yeah. <laughs> but she can't clap with she one can. hand. What is the sound of one hand right, clapping? Exactly. We'll never know. It's that. And can you hear it? <laughs> Hopefully that showed up. But um, no, uh, the Misty storyline was great. It was really, really uh, good. And then, of course, you get the Daughters of the Dragon oh, episode. You get the well, Heroes for Hire help, episode. Help, Colleen helping yeah. uh, Misty kind of deal with her yeah. disability and showing her that she's not weak and she's not handicapped. Right. Yeah, you get Colleen still- Wing. In an episode primarily with Misty. You and get the, a Luke, fight. the Luke Cage and Danny Rand that Ooh. I don't hate episode. The Heroes yeah. for Hire episode. Well, I mean, the Heroes for Hire thing starts with uh, Piranha. And it does Piranha, start with Piranha. Like, yeah. I want to hire you. Well, that's I a hire a hero. That's another meta thing that happens throughout the show, too. Is yeah. They keep dropping, like, I want to hire you. you like, or the t-shirt, you? Power Man yeah, Yellow. Yeah, Power Man Yellow. <laughs> Man, I want all that merch. The, the, all that merch that D-Dub had. Yeah. I want all that merch. I want some of that merch. Yeah, I want I want the olive green Sweet Christmas hoodie. Oh, you got to get me I sweet really, Christmas. I really want the, sweet Christmas. the olive green Sweet Christmas. And there was something beautiful about watching Danny Rand fight while wearing an olive green Sweet Christmas hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> there was just something really nice about it. But I like how, like, Iron Fist is all of a sudden like the Zen master. Yeah. Like, he's like the guy you're going for, and he's finding your faults. And you you were even pointing out how you liked the scene with, uh, I can't think of his name Turk. right now, Turk. Turk. showed up in like all the... I love Turk. Yeah. Turk is the TV version of Ben Ulrich in the comic books. He's just us. Yeah. He's our representation. But he's he's a criminal. Yeah. He's the guy making it by. I'm criminal. not a criminal. Yeah. I'm not a criminal. Yeah, he's just a dude... Trying to make it by, make a living. Okay, I'm just saying I'm not a criminal. So maybe, maybe he's you. Maybe he is me. Maybe he's you. 
<laughs> there's a great scene with Turk and Luke Cage is trying to find information to find the Bushmaster. The Bushmaster. The Bushmaster. That he looks at Danny Rand and he's just like, man, you got some great chi on you. Like, who's your master? And then before he can get to the spiel about how he's from Kowloon and Kung and fought a dragon, which is a repeated joke through the whole thing. Yes, yes. Done very well. Done very well. They, uh, they do repeat some things, but they find ways to repeat them beautifully. And then that fight scene. Yeah, they team up against the the gangsters at the the weapons. It's a weapons facility, right, or drug facility? I think it was a weapons facility. Anyway, they're fighting a bunch of bad guys, and they really have the contrast of the two styles of of what was supposed to be the finesse of Iron right. Fist. But he's still kind of a little rusty. He's getting there. Yeah. He's a little rusty in his kung fu, and then just the brawlness, the street brawlness of Luke Cage, and kind of the. That's when they went to that grill house. Yes, the yeah, grill. That's what they're yeah, fighting. There we go. The and for the record, you can be Turk. I'm always Rick Jones because I feel like Rick, Rick Jones. Jones is all of us. But that's in the comic right. book, so. I know. Yeah, I'm, not talking about, I'm talking about the show. But, but no. He's, Rick he's just the dude caught up in like, You can be Rick Jones, but I'm just Extra talking about the show. Extra number one is all of us. <laughs> Extra number one? I don't know. Karen Page, I guess, would be good. No, I mean, but, but speaking anyways. of Karen Page, are you still talking about that they're fighting? Yeah, I'm still talking about that they're fighting. And then, all right, so briefly, because I'm old and cynical. They, they they do a combo move that clears out any remaining of the guys, and I was a little bothered by it because it was cheap, it was easy, yeah, and it, it was kind of bogus. But then I realized it involved a dude who was a product of an exper- illegal experimental prison experiment, and a guy who got his powers by defeating the dragon, and yeah. then I was kind of over it. Yeah, the white guy that got yeah. all the powers. Yeah, the white guy. Yeah. 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 Who has no. Uh, Erectile fist deficiencies anymore. I'm just happy you got a haircut. You got a haircut. <laughs> and he sometimes wears shoes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes wears sometimes. shoes. I saw him. He's wearing shoes. He just took his shoes off. But yeah. he's the good friend no one wants around. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I'm like, you know what? Season two of Iron Fist might be okay. I think that I think whatever negativities that they have, I think they're gonna correct. I know. Listen to an interview today with Simone Missick. She is in Iron Fist season two at Perfect. some point. Yeah. Perfect. Hopefully it ties into Luke Cage season two. Yeah, Dark Little awesome. Dragon. I want to. I would like to see some Mike Coulter. Like Danny, you got to be in his show. He gets he to be, be in your yeah. show. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I just, I, I love that this felt like the first Marvel show that was truly in this universe, in the universe of these television shows. Like okay. there's always, always been like a cameo here or there, but this one, you get foggy. You get mm-hmm. mentioned to Matt Murdock, although mm-hmm. I didn't hear you said you heard a mention of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Karen Page's name like shows up, and Foggy actually shows, shows up, up. Mm-hmm. in in the show. And then you get Colleen Wing showing up. Yep. You get Danny Rand showing up. Yep. Turk shows up Turk's just to remind you that he's in all of them. And then Rand Enterprises is all over the thing. Yeah, Hammer Industries is Hammer still. Industries. Like, this is a world that they all live in, and I'm really excited for future you know, Netflix Marvel shows just to use that world. Like it's all in this yeah. world. These yeah. things are not Easter eggs, it's just this it's is where they live. Shit. Then they also mentioned November 9th, which I think is actually the date of the incident from Avengers. Oh, when, really? When the attack all on right. New York yeah. and Avengers. Yeah. I can look it up while you vamp and talk about more about Luke Cage stuff right. that you like. It kind of threw me off my train of thought. All right, but no, so the music's great. At the beginning, for me, the, some of the music is kind of self-aware, and I got over it pretty quickly because if Luke Cage was a hero in the real world, there would be songs dedicated to Luke Cage. So I kind of got over that quick that there's a lot of references between the actual characters in the show. And the use of the Wu Tang Clan in all the fight scenes was also amazing. Like they, the really the cor- the, the the musical coordination for the the, the appropriate scenes was great. Um, and just choosing that fight style for Bushmaster, the like weird like uh, Brazilian dance fighting that he does, the the capoeira, and explaining kind of how he gets his powers was also well done. Yeah, so I guess maybe they didn't say like November 9th, but they did say the incident. And what they're talking about is the battle for New York when yeah. the Chitari showed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like they even mentioned that. Like, yeah. But they've always mentioned the, the, the battle in New York is kind of essentially. But I need it to be continued dimension so that yeah. these still exist in the same universe. Well, because that's where they get the, the Zeus bullets or whatever, the 
Judas bullets. Or right, that's from Iron Man 2. Yeah. From the Hammer Attack. Yeah, because yeah. that's where they got it from the Chitari armor. Right. Yeah. So it's it's cool. I like it. I dig it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And that... And that oh, where was I going to go? The, the, just the Bushmaster stuff and the kind of the slow reveal of why he's doing it. Because at first he's just a, just evil. Evil man! But then, uh, but so then they kind of go through his backstory and explain. I knew it was complicated from the beginning that, that there was much more to it, especially because, you know, the Stokes have been set up as such like a, a cr- criminal plague um, on Harlem. Harlem. Although they do have interesting ideas about does uh, does organized crime, you know, offer oh, peace? peace? Yeah. Like, you know, is, is it not having anything worse? There was some interesting ideas Well, that's because, you know, space doesn't like a vacuum, and then when yeah. you lose a central piece of power... Right. Someone's going to want to fill it. And I'm really excited. Like, you know, I was excited for, for Tilda, Tilda Johnson. T- but then when Stokes. you told me, like, she actually, no, Tilda Johnson. Stokes. She says her name at the very end. Yeah. And Bushmaster would even agree. Yeah. Because they're, yeah, Woo. yeah, they got their stuff. And she's a little seductive little. Seductive? Seductive. Seductive little flower. Okay. Every, every scene that she's in, she looks like she's seducing yeah, like she kind of has like that poison IVS to her, where she's always seems like she's trying to. She yeah, she's c- just in control. a scene. You're like, maybe this person's yeah. gonna like fall in love with her. Like she, and she's a very pretty woman, very good looking. And with Claire out of the picture for most of the season, she kind of was like the more like herbal night nurse. <laughs> herbal night nurse. Yeah, because she's all she was the herbal doctor. Herbal doctor. She was day doctor. <laughs> Medicine woman. We don't need no night nurse. We got day, day doctor. doctor. Yeah, she just something about her. You were like, is Shades gonna like her? Oh. Is Bushmaster gonna like her? Is well, Luke? Her Kane and Shades gonna like kept her? having little stare downs. Yeah, like, they kept giving each other them eyes. Them but eyes. No, that character turned on with Shades. I love too because as as criminal and evil as Shades is, he does believe there's just a set of rules to this game. Oh yeah, it they it just it really was wonderfully like written. There, I mean, there's it a couple was. moments where the acting you're like, okay, here we yeah. go. But uh, nothing that takes away from it. And, like, I, I guess I was starting to say it, but then I got sidetracked. It literally just – well, yeah, it's that the surgery. It's the snowball. Yeah. Builds and builds and builds. builds. But then the snowball just sits there for that last episode. Unless you're really invested in Luke Cage and, like, oh, this is where it's going yeah. next. For me, I got a, a, more excited for the last one because I see where they're going with it, and I want to see more. Right. So now I can't wait to see season three to see what happens because essentially – Luke and Bushmaster, they have the same plot. Like they set out the same plot line as when you have so much power, right. how do you how do you use it? What's the responsibility of it? You have all these people that depend on you. You have all this weight on your shoulders. Right. And even you said at the last scene where they show that back shot of him, his back is slant. Like he's not as imposing of the figure figure anymore because he has that weight of Harlem pushing down on him. Right. To to essentially take care. Now what pissed me off was that last scene not it pissed me off because it wasn't bad it was pissed me off because it was a good story like (laughs) like how he blew off misty at the end where misty was just like is this where you want to go because don't think that we're friends i'm not going to take you down if you go the wrong way right and he goes i'm counting on it and then sugar probably like my favorite hero of the season (laughs) sweet sugar yeah starts whispering in the ear and he kind of starts like pushing misty away i was like oh no luke no Include her. Yeah. Let her know. Like, well, why are you gonna, trying to keep she's secrets? She's gonna be captain of the police force. So yeah, yeah, I guess. Just gotta be careful. I, I, I just, as much as I liked Mahershala Ali as Conmouth, mm-hmm. I will say that Mustafa Shakir as Bushmaster, Ooh. better villain. I liked him. I love that dude. Something about the way he looks. Oh the way yeah, he acts, slick. The intensity to him. I'm just like, man. He's cool. Me and him would be brethren. Brethren. Yeah, yeah we would. Brethren is a master. We would. Rasklat. Whatever that means. <laughs> That's what we would be. Rasklat. <laughs> no, I... But yeah, I, I gotta think of a name. I think this is gonna be the, the Rasklat Jurassic World. Jurassic West World Jurassic episode. West World, yeah. Rasklat Jurassic West Rasklat. World. Rasklat. Yeah. It's, uh, friends, go see Luke Cage Season 2. I'm Please. sure we could keep talking about it. We could. I don't know. Do you have other notes that you needed to say? I didn't even look at my notes. You didn't even look at your notes? You said I, you took notes. I did take notes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it just, it's, it was really good. And, I mean, coming off the hills, like, I really enjoyed Jessica Jones Season 2. I thought that's that they, so they found a way to keep that, that story going. Good. And, uh... It was slower, but I think it was necessary. It yeah. was a necessary season. It was really, really good. And then... Of course, Punisher just was Punisher. 
just blew my mind. So good. So I'm I'm excited. We've got you know Iron Fist season two coming out, and you've got Daredevil season three finally oh. being worked on. Finally, Jeebus, finally. I think yeah. they were just waiting for uh, Claire to finish up with Luke to go back running back to Matt. <laughs> so from a show that you really understood to a show that you understood nothing about. Oh man, I'm still lost. Westworld. Uh, Westworld. Oh, and you're Jesus actually doing me a Christ. favor because uh, I need to catch up on all my TV and then I just don't have to talk so about the rest yeah. of Westworld. I Good because I don't know. Great season. Great. Great. I liked it better than the first season. Okay. There was that Indian episode where he – Yeah. And the fact that he, he couldn't die. Like he was such a badass that he just lived for like a decade without dying and being in the park. Right. So he had all his original programming. Like, he just hasn't been processed because he's never had to be reprocessed. Right. Because he's just been roaming Westworld, just chilling on his horse, trying to find a way out. So I love that episode. That was a deep episode of him just trying to figure figure out the world. I just I, – I my hat was off to them on that episode, the fact that they could go back and do such a slow roll episode. Oh, yeah. In the middle of everything. Adds information to a character you've seen like a little bit of, but never even thought was like an integral character in the story. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and do an amazing, amazing job. It it just blew my mind. I was like, holy, holy smokes, holy. Smokes. And then just the two episodes that went to Samurai World. Oh, the Samurai World was the shit. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. And the way that they explain Samurai World is essentially being a smaller version, but harder. Harder difficulty right. for those who wanted more out of Westworld, but were tired of the, I guess, noviceness of of shooting Indians and, and hookers. <laughs> well, yeah, it just goes hand to hand combat. I just the entire like where there's the the Japanese versions of characters you've already seen, yeah. like doing stuff. It just was crazy. I, I like the fact that the the rope the the I guess the ro- the robots the robots didn't get along because essentially you don't the know host? how to. Yeah. The host. The host. Yeah. Whatever. Robots host. Because they're looking at their own doppelganger and they don't fucking like their doppelganger. Right. <laughs> it's like not looking your own reflection in the mirror. Oh no, I think uh, I think Snake Lady was a big fan of her doppelganger. Did you? She liked her so much she took her with her. Uh, no, she, I don't know. He didn't. The two cowboy guys hated each no, other. No, those guys hated each other. Hated, I'm talking about the Snake yeah, Lady. Yeah, the, the dragon yeah, lady. She took her snake with her. Yeah. Like, ooh. Yeah. I looked in the mirror and saw what she like. I guess uh, I've already talked about the first three episodes of Westworld. This is sort of all-encompassing, but, mm-hmm. you know, episode four, Riddle of the Sphinx. Five was Akane no Mai. Six was Face Face. Seven was Les Ecorches. Then you got Kiksuyu, which was episode eight, the, the mm-hmm. Native American one you really liked. Then Vanishing Point was episode nine, and then The Passenger was episode ten. That was a really good finale, too. Yeah, that was a great finale, but I don't know what the fuck happened. They just added, so, like, in season one, they had the entire, like, Something more. There's more to the park than There's this. more to it. And, and what you ended up finding out is, A, the park is bigger. It's yes. more than just Westworld. You yes. found out that it expands beyond that. And the second thing is whatever the hell Tessa Thompson's been doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that leads back to where the hosts were going a little, yeah. little cuckoo Coo- fans. Yeah. And then, of course, you have what happens at the end of episode one. Yeah. With, with you know, Wyatt and Dolores Ooh. and and all of that. Yeah. And then you get to go through, like, what the act. I loved... How they just fucked with the timeline. Horribly. Yes. Wonderfully. No, I mean, yeah, horribly in a wonderful way. Like, they really <laughs> took advantage. Bringing that back. <laughs> they really took advantage of that. that they found their they found their t- theme. They're just like, we're just going to be the timeline show. And yeah. just fuck it all up. Well, and, but they, and even, they, stuck with they it. even explained the timeline being all messed up in that final mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Which was, like, really neat. So it's like, you can't even be mad. Because it's like a character saying why yeah. that that is the way that it is. Because I think for the most of the season, you're seeing it through Bernard's I'm, perspective. I was trying not to say the name. I'm trying not to spoil it. Well, there's, mo- there's multiple yeah. characters that jump, jump, jump through time. Especially I mean, in the season. Yeah, they add the entire, like, what's going on in yeah. the park that they're, you know, it's cataloging human experience. Yes. And, like, what that means and what the purpose of, of Delos that. is. Yeah. You know, not, not what the purpose of... Anthony Hopkins character. Yeah. But what the purpose of Delos is. And then of course my man Anthony Hopkins comes Ooh, back. Good. Yeah, thankfully comes back. And then I don't I don't have all the actors' names right here in front of me. <laughs> There's so many. But I gotta give it up 
to William, the man in black. Oh, yeah. Ed Harris? Ed Harris. Yeah. He really, he stole this season. He really turned up the acting chops. And I don't know what series episode it is, but it's the one where he's captured by the renegade Confederate soldiers. And they're sitting there in the Pueblo, in the cantina. And he's letting that lieutenant talk about death and all this other stuff because he was revived by, uh, what's her, Blondie? Dolores. Dolores. Right. And so he feels like he just essentially had some kind of, like, outer world experience because he died and came back. Right. And then he has, like, Ed Harris just rebuttals with a great monologue about death. Oh, there's so many good quotable lines. And just that whole speech. That whole scene was just amazing. He stole it. Right. Well, you know, Jeffrey Wright, that's the actor's name that I was looking for, who plays Bernard. Yeah. Or, and also, uh, what's his noodle, uh, the founder of the park. I don't remember. Uh, Arnold. Arnold. Arnold, yeah. yeah. So Jeffrey Wright just does such a, like, he he's was fun. good in season one. He's, man. Weird. Well, so this season's all about him. Yeah. He was yeah. so good. And, of course... You know, Dr. Robert Ford, Anthony Hopkins comes yeah, back dude, in a really, in a really, really nice awesome way. way. And it makes sense. You, yes. You buy into of it. Of course. And especially because of everything's going on, you're like, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Because he's, he's behind it, kind of. Yeah. And then I like how you went back to some of the stuff in the past. Yeah. You know, with William and then with Logan kind and Delos. The motivations of them doing what they're doing now. Right. Was well, that, that entire, like, dinner party scene. Oh. Just like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But I like the fact that they use William, not not just Ed Harris, but the character William. In season one, when they do the flashbacks with him and his right. brother-in-law, Logan, I think. Right, Logan. He was kind of like this innocent bird who ended up kind of being corrupted, sort of, by going right. to the park. This season, he's a fucking headhunter. Like, he wants, he's a guy who came from nothing, and now he's in charge of the biggest company in the world with the biggest technology Right, kind of, and he and he's kind of savage with it, especially when he starts getting into the proprietary technology that they're hitting at towards the conclusion. Right. Oh, I mean, they did some really good. Like they brought back uh, Luke Hemsworth's character Ashley, I think. Yeah. I always remember it because that's a girl's name. Yeah. I, yes. I worked with a guy named Ashley, Ashley. and we we're always like, Point "That's a suit. girl's name." <laughs> but of course, they brought back that hacker girl, Elsie yes. or something like that. Yeah, she was yeah. cool. I liked her. Her fate was sad. And then they just they did some really cool stuff like Angela, so who William meets at the very beginning, that yeah. host. Yeah. She's used some much greater effect. Yeah, she's more. You know what I mean? She sort of like has an oh shit moment in season one. Yeah. And then she really comes back and then Clementine. Clementine having a big major role. In really interesting ways. She's almost like pestilence. Testa Tessa Thompson getting a lot oh, more. Oh my boo boo Tessa. Your boo boo Tessa. Boo boo Tessa. Yes, yeah, she. Uh, she's a bitch in this one. She's evil. Yeah. I'm used to seeing her in such strong, positive roles. <laughs> and then this one, I was like, "Ooh, you dark, Tessa. What's what's happened?" Yeah, and then I think they did some really good stuff for Lawrence. You know, he's not in it a lot. Clifton Collins plays him. He's the guy who's with uh, the man in black towards the beginning. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good actor. I like him. Yeah, he gets to spend a lot more time. And then, of course, there's the guy that wrote all the stories. Who has a really oh, he's amazing really good. character growth. Oh, yeah, show. he does. He, he actually, surprisingly, like... At the end? Has, yeah. Has, yeah, he does, a, he does a really good job. He does a great job. It's uh, Lee Sizemore. And it's a good, it's a good like, surprise, too. Yeah. The whole time you think this dude's just selfish and abhorred. yeah, you get the so not only did you get Samurai World, you got a little bit of Raj World. Raj World looks fun as fuck. Yeah, Raj uh, World looked cool. And except then, until you get tackled by a Bengal tiger and then. Then a lot more about Westworld, and you get to actually like learn more about why and how. And still, yeah. at the end of the season, because uh, well, when we were watching, I was watching my roommate Arvin. He's like, "It's over. I'm glad they're wrapping everything up." And me and Lala are like, "Why do you think this is over?" <laughs> and he's like. There won't be anything left for them to still tell. And we're like, yeah, there will. And then it finished. And he was like, okay, fuck you guys. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> they, they found a way to wrap it up in such a way where it doesn't have to keep going. It could finish there until that final scene. That final scene killed And me. then you're like, I don't know wow. anymore. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know the timeline. Oh, yeah. It yeah. threw me for a loop. I don't know how far back or how far forward we are. Oh, it's... Yeah, it uh, it it is crazy. It fast. is crazy. It is crazy jumpy. 
And the, uh, the acting is just so amazing. Oh, the acting is fucking on par. And what, are we, what did we say at the end? We were like, hashtag justice for Maeve or save Maeve. That's what it was. Uh, hashtag save, save Maeve. Maeve. Yeah, at the end of it. Hashtag save Maeve. Oh, I thought she was out a couple times. But now I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I mean, there's. I'm looking at this thing where it's like the big question. So one of them is uh, what was Ford's plan for William? Because that never got addressed. I think. Oh, well, that's true. That never got addressed, and then. Uh, I just. Th- I just think uh, he went crazy. That's what I think. I don't think there is a plan for him. I just think he went nuts. And what is the valley beyond? Really, what we think it is. I don't know. Yeah, and then. Uh, so what's, up? what's the deal with Dolores? <laughs> she's just that's complicated. A that's a that's, yeah. a that's a spoiler. She's complicated. And then is the other one was is the is the Forge's view of humanity realistic? <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. if that's your environment, then it would be. Yeah, I did actually write down like I won't say the context of this quote, yeah. but I just think that it's very very interesting. 10,247 lines. You know what I'm talking about? Where that comes from? No. That's uh, in the library scene. Oh, yeah, yes. That, that everything yeah. is made up of 10,247 lines. And I literally wrote that down. I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's just an arbitrary number, but yeah. I was like, really? Because it's not that much. No. Yeah. And I have some really, really interesting ideas between similarities and differences between humans and hosts yes you know what i mean yeah and it's what what is what is reality what is existence and uh, it doesn't answer but it, it's an interesting it doesn't exploration answer, and it fucks you on that one. Oh, it, it's crazy it really because is. what i mean like they really even come up and question what is free will yeah yeah, yeah. and mave Man, she was so good in season one, but man, was she she's so good. She's she's yeah, yeah. Tandy Newton and and Tessa Thompson was also really, really, really good. The acting was just everybody just really good. Yeah, even to the the scene where the the hosts were still kind of taking over Westworld. Yeah, I guess the beginning revolt. And now we're gonna have to wait another year and a half to two years. Before we get more. And it's sort of beautiful. It's the one show I know where they're like, we're going to take our time for the next day. They thing. have to. I know. That complexity of a storyline, you have to. But I don't to. feel like a lot of shows do that. You know no, what I mean? they like, should. Well, Rick and Morty does that, even though you're not a big I, fan. I don't think they have but, a choice, though. They're still waiting to get picked up. But they come back when uh, when their creator is ready. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. it Yeah. Westworld. Westworld is cool. Crazy balls, good. And I have no idea what the third season's gonna be. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know, even know. I don't is. even know if they can call the third season Westworld. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. It uh, it was it was really good. It's really really good. Yes, sir. And then uh, I guess we'll just finish off with something that was actually really really good, but we didn't expect it to be. No, we're expecting we just. A trash fire. Because you know, you know why it was good. Because life finds a way. Life finds. A way. <laughs> yes, it does. That's why it was really good. Because life finds a way. And uh, what we're what we're gonna finish off with. Although I guess I should have put the title of this in the order. But I, I really like uh, uh, the Rossplot Jurassic Westworld the episode. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna talk Fallen Kingdom. Fallen uh, Kingdom. When the a, hidden treasure. Yeah. When uh, when Danny said he was gonna come over. I was like, why don't we go see a movie? Like, do you want to talk Incredibles 2? Or do you want to talk, you know, Fallen Kingdom? And he was like, let's go see Fallen Kingdom. I heard a grave review. Not a grave review, but I heard a... Mark Bernard. Mark Bernard. He didn't Batman on shit Batman. on it. He didn't yeah. shit on it. He, he actually he liked it. And he said it was better than the first one. It was better than the first one. Yeah. And so my intrigue was piqued, and we went to go see it. That was my recommendation. And it was really good. It was really good. It was really good. It was actually a I don't know if it's really good because we expected it to just be garbage or – Yeah. I mean after those trailers, I was like – I almost wasn't going to go see this movie. I almost was going to wait for it to come out on video well, just, just based like on the trailers because the first trailer is all that – Volcano on Isla Nublar bullshit. Yeah. Although it's not. It actually is really good in the movie. But when I was watching the trailer, I'm like, but. Eh, and then you get the second one where you're like, oh, so it's going to be a remake of The Lost World? Right. Yeah. And it's in a, in a museum. So it's Night at the <laughs> Museum, Jurassic Lost Edition. <laughs> Lost World in a museum. Yeah. So I just, I was like, so you completely lied to us about <laughs> what, what the movie was actually about? But yes. uh, it was not. It was, it was. Those, it was, they have another. 
genetically modified dinosaur for some fucking reason. And Danny wasn't mad about I'm it. I'm still all mad about it, because dinosaurs are scary enough, but I guess if you want dinosaurs to be the good guys, you we need someone to be the bad guys. In keeping with what went down in Jurassic World, it sort of needed to keep going that way. You know it what does. I mean? It's, it's, it's Especially because progression. they still use uh, the Dr. Henry Wu or whatever his yeah, name is. And, and the Indominus yeah. Rex makes an appearance. And I'm, I was really happy that they didn't come up with a hard to say name again. They were just like Indominus Rex was Indigo was Indigo Raptor? No, just Indoraptor. Indoraptor. So it's like Indo from Indominus. Although it did sort of, there was a point where they're like, now it's a combination of like the two deadliest creatures. And I was like, well, it was already a combination of raptor and T-Rex, but now it's like a raptor T-Rex and a raptor. Like, is it sort of incest? Like, is it going to come out with a funny looking nose? That's why I had a funny looking nose. Uh, Oh, maybe it did. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little incestual. And if you ever wanted to see a dinosaur smile, that was not creepy. Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Super creepy. Super creepy. But uh, Chris Pratt yeah. is I, Kobe Meef. Kobe Meef. That's what uh, me and me and uh, Autumn figured out because Chris Hemsworth is, is the Meef. Yeah. He is the Meef. He is But uh, Chris Pratt is just a little more marbled, a little softer, but right. still, still tasty. tasty. Yeah. Yeah. He's even called a beefcake in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I turned to Danny and said, Meefcake. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Lovely. Gorgeous. Lovely gorgeous, in the movie. Gorgeous. gorgeous. Uh, they did set up a new team. So you have the introduction of a dinosaur doctor, a paleologist. I forgot what they refer to her. Paleo veterinarian. Paleo veterinarian. Paleo never, veterinarian. Who's never worked on the actual dinosaur. I'm glad they explained it too because otherwise I was like, is that like a – like a veterinarian who's on a diet? Uh, <laughs> she eats she eats the hunter gatherer. She's diet. just on the paleo diet. <laughs> eating that caveman pizza. Yeah. Eating that caveman pizza. And then uh I guess you need the tech nerd to to help hack stuff to get you out of stuff. That's cool. I mean he was sort of the Dennis Nedry, like Yeah, he was a comic version. Movie. Yeah. He was, he was the clumsy comic relief guy. And then Yeah, it was Zia Rodriguez, so Dan- Daniela Pineda. Yeah. And then Justice Smith played Franklin, yeah. the guy. And, and he then, was he was a good comedy while your your Zia Padeda was kind of your like straight man. Yeah. 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 She had she had a couple tattoos. She had a couple. She was a punk rock doctor, the yeah. punk rock man. Yeah. It uh it I like seeing James Cromwell show up. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's he's reached that point in his career where he can be like the older guy, and you're like. Okay, we don't we don't get our uh, <laughs> our uh, what's his noodle from Jurassic Park, John Hammond. I mean, we don't get yeah. John Hammond. Well, John Hammond's dead. Exactly, so, he was established as dead. Yeah. I think in the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but you do you get because he was in Jurassic: The Lost World. Yeah. He was in that one. But yeah, and then uh, they do some. They have the you know the Great White Hunter, but like in a different way. Yeah, they they try to exploit a different side of it of essentially. A black market of exotic animals, but said exotic animals are dinosaurs. Right. I think there was just some really interesting ideas, and it was like all of the stuff that they talked about they were going to be in the movies, like dinosaur rights activists and weaponizing dinosaurs. And do dinosaurs have rights? But like the whole point was all those things were just like small parts that added up to the whole. They weren't the big thing. Yes. And that's why it ended up being a good movie, because all that was part of it, but not it. Like, in essence, you got... A like a story. The first part of that movie is Jurassic Park esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lost World on the Island. Almost the exact same thing. And the second part of that movie is a horror movie in a mansion. Yes. Yeah. With dinosaurs. With dinosaurs. (laughs) With well shot. Yeah. Very well shot. Very well directed. Especially there's a. Do we want to talk about that scene or no? Uh, When they're leaving the island. Oh yeah, Heartbra- also, heartbreaking scene. Oh, we don't want to spoil it, but you've seen the trailer. You've seen, Volcan- you've actually seen like the gyrosphere like yeah. fall off, and there's like the dinosaurs in the water. Just, it's worse. It, it is worse. worse. Oh. It is so much worse. Like, don't like. Okay, I there was literally a scene as they're leaving the island that's got lava and all this stuff. That like my eyes started getting watery, and I was like, man, I'm gonna cry. At Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, and then I rolled one tear, <laughs> and I was like, "They got you." I was like, "Damn you, J.A. Bayona!" <laughs> Made they me cry them. about brontosauruses. Oh, oh but man. they really did a good job of 
Essentially making you hate mankind. <laughs> right. Oscar Oscar Farah is the cinematographer. Just is in case yeah, you're right. I went on IDMB just to no, just right. to give credit where credit is due. But uh, yeah, like, and nobody nobody overacted in it. Like everybody it, took themselves seriously. It's. It, 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 I mean, even Jeff Goldblum turned down the Jeff Goldblum. Well, Chris Chris Pratt's just amazing. Chris Pratt's Chris Pratt. He's, he's so good. He's our generation's Harrison Ford. Yeah, we were saying yeah. that. And you know, yes, you're right. This movie will make you hate humans because in the moment where I rolled a tear, I turned to Danny and I was like, fuck all the humans. <laughs> fuck them right now. Like, literally. I was like, I hope the dinosaurs kill them all. But then they brought up, like, a genetic Greek dinosaur that I could root against. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it was blue, I would have rooted for blue the whole time. Yeah. 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 And the, and the relationship between blue and, and, I wonder, and Owen. So I'm Owen and I have a blue. Aww. <laughs> what does that make you, Danny? T Rex, baby. That makes you Indominus Danny. <laughs> Genetically modified. Coco Notorious. Coco. Coco. Yeah. Uh, and they, they did a really good backstory, essentially establishing like the parental relationship between Owen and Blue. And yeah. Kind of, and the little girl that plays Macy, uh, I have her name here because I'm on IDMB. She killed it. She was good. She acted. She was really off. good. Yeah. Yeah. And I could really see her growing up to look like Parker Posey. Because in that one photograph, it sort of looked like she was posing with Parker Posey. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, yeah. she's in Lo- yeah. Lost in Space. Yeah, she sort of looks like a little uh, version of Parker Posey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I saw. And like, the nanny even looked like an older version, version of, Parker of Parker Posey. Posey. And I'm like, what's going on? I'm so uh And she has a great twist. Yeah. <laughs> twist. She really does. Twist. And you know, I think the opening scene on Jurassic World was wonderful. Even though I knew exactly what was gonna happen. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was wonderful. It was and it was shot really well. It was. It was shot really and well. And essentially how that aftermath is still there. Yeah. Even though I think And then I think it was effective going back to Jurassic World. And runs actually impacted me, where I was like, "Really, man?" Because something happened there. Yeah, like because I liked that first movie. Like going back, I was like, "Man!" Instead of just trying to erase it, like and the, it, yeah, it rebuilt the, the, the park. first time you got to go back to Jurassic Park yeah. was in Jurassic World, well, yeah, because they don't do that in the Lost World yeah. or that third movie thing, yeah, with the, the third with movie the thing. big crocodile mouth yeah. dinosaur and whatever. <laughs> I mean, Alan Grant came back, so I was in for a penny and for a pound, pound yeah. but. Uh, I, I don't dislike or hate any of those Jurassic Park movies, but the third one is the weakest. Yes. It's not the strongest one, for sure. But uh, I would – I mean I would definitely say Fallen Kingdom. It's a different movie, but it, it's on the same level as Jurassic World. I they, really enjoyed it. There is hard horror movie shots yeah. in this movie where they get a lot of good – they jump scares as they should right because they're fucking dinosaurs and they're scary because they eat and they they found like one of the things i really appreciated about fallen kingdom was while there were small moments of nostalgia mm-hmm. like there you were know, like there objects were in the mirror closer than they appear yeah. but they it was not like jurassic world which was like nostalgia oh, nostalgia yeah. look like, at my jurassic dick like when they hit you in the field box in this yeah. movie it was because the script and the action and what was going on Hit you in the field box. It wasn't because you know Mr. DNA showed up. And don't get me wrong, I love Mr. DNA showed up. up. I loved it. However, he's the mascot yeah. of the Jurassic World. Come on. However, yeah. they uh, they found ways to just like do this neat, neat nostalgia, like magic trick. Literally, we watched a magic trick. They, they, we watched something that should have sucked, sucked and been awful. And they had great shots of just making you feel like. Yeah. And Empathy they, they for these shadows dinos. and darkness and not mist. just just darkness is just like there's a scene where essentially all the dinosaurs are dying because of some cyanide gas being released in the air. Right. And they're trying to make the moral decision of should we release them into the wild? Well, I see you're falling it again. But okay. No, I'm, I'm trying not to spoil too much. Release them into the, the beginning, wild, yeah. Or 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 let them die. Right. For the sake of humanity, because essentially we would have to compete. Right. With dinosaurs, and all the dinosaurs are kind of like cuddling together like cattle oh, yeah. to they, the slaughter, they... and they're climbing on each other, and they're pushing, and they're gasping for air, and you're just sitting there like fucking human. Oh, and the stuff on the volcano is going on. Oh, yeah. And they and we got to see some new dinosaurs, and we did get to see. We some did get to see some new dinosaurs and returns 
of other dinosaurs yeah. from other movies. Like literally one of my favorite dinosaurs from the Lost World came back in Fallen Kingdom. Did he? And was used it was it was old boy at the auction, which is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. The the dome dude Oh dome dude Yeah don't remember it. he was in the he was in he was in oh he was in the Lost World. And he straight he straight messed up stuff, but he was used oh, to he such wrecked, great effects. He was wrecking shit on yeah, this one. It, it was, let him have fun. It was good. Like good. I said, like they actually like had one there on set yeah. knocking people around. <laughs> they uh, the CGI was good. The CGI was good. And they the, used the practical stunts, again too, which is uh, you have to. Absolutely. But I I think uh, Jurassic World didn't have that much practical. No, and yeah. it shows. And they but practical and they, effects are better. Yeah. You you couldn't have that one scene. <laughs> you okay? Drink some water. <laughs> but yeah, they used some great practical effects. And I think they even made practicals of like the Indoraptor. It seemed they, like it. Yeah. Yeah. For some shots, because you have to, it just it just looks better on camera. It does. It, it has a better feel, especially when they're when they have the scene with them. I don't know why I have them. I get choked up thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they have the scene with what? With the T Rex and, oh. and and with between them. Yeah. Yeah, with the. Uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and the T Rex. And the T Rex. Which is also that scene is in the trailer. And but tell that's a good thing I'll say. Like the stuff you saw in the trailer is either expanded upon and much, much more. It doesn't spoil anything. Yeah. It doesn't spoil. Like you know that scene's coming, but there's more to everything that you saw. Yeah. There is more to everything that you saw. And I guess technically for Danny there is a moment where you could walk out of the theater for three minutes and not miss anything. Yeah. Although, I think if Danny had seen it, he would have been like, damn, oh, I missed I that I stuff. I would have cheered. Don't get me wrong, but... Yeah. I mean, there's not... It's Jurassic Park world. Yeah. You're not going to have too many original scenes. Like, it's it's essentially pretty cookie cutter the, of a movie. So you know when, essentially, like, a dinosaur is going to come in and fuck shit up. Now... Whether you they want find to watch, neat ways to do it, though. They find neat ways to do it, but you kind of know where the movie's going. Yeah. It's, not, it's pretty transparent. There, There's one moment at the end that is completely predictable. It is. Yeah. It is because they, they telecast it. Oh, they forecast it. But it's like okay. It's they spent okay. the whole movie forecasting that one thing. Well, scene. but no, they just had that one moment where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But All that's right. even with that, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay, because I'm watching it's Jurassic, Jurassic World, World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's dinosaurs. I mean, I actually called... Actually, no, it wasn't me. I think it was my oldest daughter who called in Jurassic World how it ends with the Indominus Rex. Mm -hmm. Like, And I was like, you're right. With the, with the, Why, I don't want to say it in case they haven't seen it. But um, it I try not to spoil oh, things, man. Daddy. Yes, the Pleasaur. But he made the, the Pleasaur made the great cameo in this yeah, one, by the way. the Pleasaur is awesome. Which makes time. me not want to get Literally, back in the water. The Pleosaur and Ian Malcolm have equal screen time in the movie. And they both make equal impact. And, and they both have equal impacts, yes. But yes. also it makes just, me not want to get back into the water. Huh? It makes me not want to get back into the water. Yes. It, yes. I am fearful for beaches now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. We saw a trailer for Meg. And yeah. it's the Pleosaur that has you there. Oh yeah. is <laughs> way more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, See that bitch riding away, just like nope. Yeah, they they had some really great, like we said, horror movie elements. They really, really they took it back to Jurassic Park, Park. The first one is a really great science fiction movie. Mm -hmm. However, it's also a horror movie. Yes, yes. correct. And I think uh, I remember I saw dinosaurs. Jurassic Park with my mom, and my mom literally was holding onto my arm because she gets really scared, and it hurt really bad, and she bruised my arm, and I never went to go see another scary movie with my mom again. <laughs> Although I think we went to go see the one uh, Butterfly Wings or something. It, no, it's based on uh, it's based, Butterfly Effect. No, with not, Ashton not Kutcher? with Ashton Kutcher. Uh, it's the one that's about like the company that takes people back in time to shoot like the Allosaurus right before the volcano erupts, and then you've not seen this, and then they fuck up, fuck up time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, yes, it's a really. What movie is this? <laughs> it's a, That's I amazing. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but it's a really good movie. It's not like I one actually... of those weird movies like the one where Jack. No, this was a Jack real the movie. Ripper finds a time machine and comes back to the seventies. No, this was a movie like out in theaters. It was really really enjoyable. Ah, uh, butterfly wings, butterfly the butterfly effect. I said Butterfly. No, that's, that's not that. That's the Ashton Kutcher one. It's not the Ashton. It's not not Demi Moore's ex-husband's movie. 
<laughs> Do you have anything else to say about Fallen Kingdom while I look up this movie? It was great. It really was. And it might be because we expected it to be awful. Shit. I expected some Michael Bay style explosion, volcano, island sinking movie. But no, it was pretty good. And the use of lava was awesome where it was just raining lava in some facilities. Yeah, yeah, the lava looked real. The lava did look real. Oh, oh, I guess no spoilers. I don't want to spoil it. But there's a great scene where Chris Pratt acts his ass off in a vaudevillian way of being paralyzed for some reason. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that was so good. Oh, that was an acting tour de force. That was. He really chewed that up. Oh, it was so good. He really stretched those acting legs with comedic slapstick stylings. I think it's a sound of thunder. And it, Nowhere near the butterfly effect. Yeah, it's a, a sound of thunder, I think, is the name of the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is. A sound of thunder. When did it come out? Uh, the movie, well, I'm, all right. I had to find it, like, through yeah, so the Google. Film, 2005. 2005? Yeah, yeah. And it had Edward Burns in it, Ben Kingsley was in it. Ben Kingsley? Yeah. Yeah. What's fucking name? A Sound of Thunder. It was so good. It's based off a Ray Bradbury science fiction story. Okay. And it, it's it's good. It's really. I mean, it's it gets to the point like Jurassic Park, where it's like, oh no, oh we did all this stuff. We're fighting like giant plant monsters and and giant weird ape looking things. But yeah, it's really yeah. good. All right. It's really I'm good. Have, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, they go on time safaris. I think I was uh. Yeah. Secluded in 2005, which is probably why I never. Heard oh, of when you're in the military, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to go see that with my mom because it was science fiction, but I didn't realize it was going to be like a horror movie. And like once it was going on, I was like, "Son of a biscuit!" <laughs> my arm. That's that's his Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I was like, "This is why I don't go to these movies." <laughs> no, but I love. There's just some great shadow use in yeah. this fucking movie that was really well done. Yeah, it's it's good. It was really good. I brings, enjoyed it. Brings the scares. I thought it was gonna suck, and it didn't. No, it was actually really good. And for really that, good. I'm so happy. And it, do you think they go Planet of the Apes with this? I don't know. That we were talking about that. We yeah. don't. I don't. I think. I think you just get Lost World in Vegas. Do you get Lost like, World? I don't Vegas? know. Because I think you fuck it up with Lost World Vegas. Well, yes, yes. That's the problem. That's I don't know it. how they they keep doing good movies what, with the way they with left the one this concept. Movie. That's fine, Jay Bayona. I was like, good luck with that, Colin Trevorrow. Because <laughs> I think it is Colin Trevorrow doing the third movie. Is he? Yeah, no, I think so. Pretty much got fired I from all take the Take that, jobs. Mr. Trevorrow. Sorry about your Star Wars bad <laughs> luck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, it's going to be World War Jurassic. World War Jurassic. Or maybe like The Simpsons said, they're finally going to label it in the appropriate Cretaceous. time period. Cretaceous. And it's going to be World War Cretaceous. Cretaceous period? Yeah, yeah. Or it's going to be Cretaceous D. Oh, and the D is for dinosaur. Oh. <laughs> yes, it's rare to me and Cretaceous dinosaurs. <laughs> but they do kind of address that in this one during one of the scenes where they, when they introduce one of the dinosaurs, he's like, he's from the Cretaceous period. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's that's just John Hammond named it Jurassic Park. It's not better, like it's better on merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds better. Cretaceous yeah. is a mouthful. No. It's, it's, yeah. It's a, doesn't sell shirts. Yeah. Doesn't sell Power Man shirts. Sell uh, Power Man Yellow. Power, Power Man, Man Yellow. Yellow shirts. Well, I think uh, I think we did a pretty good job. I think we're good. I think, okay, we're going to, so Danny, you got to give, you can either do like a 1 to 10 scale or a 1 to 5 scale or a letter grade. Oh. What grade do you give Luke Cage Season 2? Oh, A plus. You give it A plus? Yeah. All right, 10 out of 10, huh? Yeah. All right, what about Westworld? I'm going to have to say A. A? A, just because it's smarter really, than you? It's way smarter than me. I don't I have no idea All what right. happened. Okay. I have no idea where the show's going. Yeah. But it was great. Okay. Everything about the show was great. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Oh, that was an A minus. A minus? Yeah. So solid A. Solid A. Triple A rating. Triple A. Triple A rating. That was fun. I'd watch it again. Yeah. I would, like right now. I would go watch it right now. Right on. If I could. All right. So I think uh, I give Luke Cage an A. Okay. And I give Westworld an A plus. Oh. Solid A plus. Solid. Stellar. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, probably gave it a B plus, but okay. not because I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a fun minus, movie. A minus B plus. Yeah, it's a fun but, movie. But uh, when I compare it to Luke Cage and Westworld, as good as it was, they did telecast some stuff. There was some cheesiness. 
But it was good popcorn fun. It was good. That's good the thing. It's a movie fun. with dinosaurs. I don't know what. Yeah. Really... And I think I would still want to go watch Jurassic World first. I, I think Jurassic World if was had, a better if you had an movie. option. Yeah. But there were elements of the second one that were better than the first one. Yes. So agreed. I like that they told a semi-original story. Semi-original. Semi. Semi-original. As, as much as you could. Yeah. Revolving yeah. animal rights and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They they did a good job. All right. So that wraps it up. That's uh, the bonus note that's either going to come out tomorrow or uh, a week from tomorrow. We'll see. Probably tomorrow. Yeah. I already, I already sort of know yeah. like, how I'm leading. So. You're like, I'm kind of feeling Yeah, so uh, there might be an episode with me and Danny talking about Geek News After next this, week. That we recorded before. If you already listened to it, who knows what's, who knows? what's yeah. coming. Who knows? This is Westworld timeline. <laughs> just jumping <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Yeah, this is Wookiee from the past saying, beware. Wookiee from the a future. Sound of Thunder. It's really good. You should watch it. All right. All the things. LaughingAtPuzzball.net, at WookieRiot on Twitter and Instagram, LaughingAtPuzzballPodcast at gmail.com, uh, and especially the LaughingAtPuzzballs group on Facebook. Yes, join. Uh, join. Let's join. see more. Let's see more. And uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks yeah. for being classy. Thanks for having me. Brown chicken, brown cow, Jurassic World, Westworld. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like putting together more music. You don't feel Is like that the song? Brown chicken, brown cow, Jurassic Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Clark. Ross Clark. What does that even mean? <laughs>